Welcome to Double Burst, a podcast about Dice Masters. We are a group of Utah players that want to bring you the latest Dice Masters news, strategies, tips, and more. Whether you're a new or seasoned player, we hope this show has something for you. I'm KT Data, one of your hosts, and welcome to episode 100! In this episode, we'll be talking about our hidden gem, Iron Fist, Let the Silence Speak. We look back on the past two years of the show and playing Dice Masters, and we wrap it all up with a special episode 100 edition of Passing Priority. So let's kick it off with our hidden gem, Iron Fist, Let the Silence Speak. All right, guys, we are here with Dr. J. How are you doing today, my friend? Doing well, great. Welcome back from your secret mission. We, we had mentioned last week that you were gone, and then Zach had to fill in for the copying um, and then I had to read the copying stuff, and that was not. Yeah, <laughs> that was pretty bad. Well, I'm kind of glad I um, missed that one because copying is still kind of yeah. confusing. To be fair, they used like three versions of copying in one sentence, so it's hard to read. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but before we're, we're kind of combining two segments together because we have a really quick, really quick rules forum update. This one was very important. Yeah. Um, so if you guys don't know where the rules forum is, it's win.wizkids.com forward slash bb. And most of the time, it's just rules up there, but they do have a post that lists some erratas for cards that, you know, may, they may have left something out or they wanted to clarify um, in terms of confusion for questions. So this one is about Fandral, Path of Cunning, right? Um, and it's, so they're receiving an errata, so he functions as intention, intended. Hogan, H-O-G-A-N, was how it was written on the card. It has been errata to H-O-G-U-N, so it actually matches the character name that's in the Thor right. set. Yeah, um, we suspect many players were playing it correct already. I I imagine so, but I mean, it's yeah. not hard to picture that one player who's like, "Oh no, it doesn't work because the names <laughs> are different." Yeah. So, I also hope that they this means they're getting like a WWE license, so we can have a whole Hogan <laughs> card at some point. That would be sweet. That'd be dope. I, I would want a Carl Malone promo one, so I can recreate their cage oh match they gosh. did back in the day. I was like 12 when that <laughs> happened. That was one of my favorite matches ever. <laughs> so, Dennis Rodman and Carl yeah. Malone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's a big update. And I, I imagine this was one of those, because you know how everything has autocorrect now? Yeah. I have a feeling it just got autocorrected when they typed it in and no one noticed. Yeah, or somebody it. missed yeah. a letter or something. It's, you know, it happens from time to time. Yep. All right. So now it is time for the segment that we're doing, and it is our hidden gem. So we're talking about cards that um, we find that are pretty useful, but we don't see a lot of people talking about them. So this one is actually out of the Spider-Man Maximum Cartage that the character name is Treek. It's not. <laughs> there's there's other cards in that set, you know? I thought that was just Maximum Shriek. <laughs> I don't know why they put Carnage on there. You know, it's funny it. because you were you were saying in, in our messages, we need a hidden gem. And I was like, you know, there's a hidden gem in that Maximum Carnage set. I know there is. Because it's all the other cards that are not Shriek. Everything is in Shriek's <laughs> shadow. And I'm like, there are some good cards in that set. I know, and I, I know there's one in there. And I looked at this. It was one of the first ones I looked at. And I was like, that is a solid card. Yeah. So what we're talking about is Iron Fist, Let the Silence Speak. He's a three-cost fist, max die of four. And the ability is while Iron Fist is attacking, after blockers are assigned, you may pay a fist. If you do, deal damage equal to Iron Fist's attack to target non-blocking character die. Right. So I really like this card because recently, I mean, Zach has been planning... His he's been trying to brew his team to go to nationals, you know, and so he posted a message the other day and he's like, What's a good counter to Scarlet Witch? And I was like, I don't know. And then I looked at this, I was like, This is kind of a good counter to Scarlet Witch. Yeah, because especially if you think about all the c control cards, yeah, they just a lot of them need to be sitting in the field. Yeah, you can't block with Scarlet Witch because her defense is so low, she's probably going to get knocked out. Same thing with Shriek. If you want to keep their abilities active, you got to keep them in the field. So you're not likely to block with them. So with this Iron Fist, you can attack with him, pay a fist, and then if he's on like level three, you'll deal three damage to a non-blocking character die. Scarlet Witch, Shriek, Yanti, whatever it is, as long as it's got low enough defense, then you can knock it out. And this kind of goes back to the, the baby dragon ruling. Um, you can't use it multiple times for one die, but you can use it once for each Iron Fist die that you're attacking with. Mm -hmm. So you could use this ability potentially to do, you know, six or more damage to a character and knock out even bigger characters. Oh, I forgot to mention you as a spider friend. So if you're doing this in Golden, you could actually use the, uh, 
what wet web slinger spider-man web slinger that boosts the yeah. attacks of spider friends yeah. yeah um and what i like about this is that he's a three four five defense so he himself is pretty hard to knock out yeah so that that's always been the drawback especially with these when attacking things is um especially when you gotta have somebody blocks with them they're easy they're easy they're easily knocked out right yeah. so you're like well how am i going to use this so this keeps them on the field and if say it was a mirror match so they used a doppelganger to copy him it's going to be pretty hard to knock him out using his ability that you copied over yeah i think the biggest drawback to this card or there's two big drawbacks to this card the first is the fielding costs so he's a zero one two fielding <laughs> yeah. cost so i mean that level three fielding cost is kind of is kind of rough um but at the same time his attack stats aren't huge so when you attack there's a really good chance that they're not going to want to block him and they'll just take the damage so i would pair this maybe with kate bishop something to pull him back if they don't block um or or have something to boost him up yeah or have something to boost up his attack which in turn makes his ability deal more damage so if you if you have is the front line still legal uh, I don't think so because it's didn't Civil War. It, did they? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I was like, but if if you have something to like the front line to boost up the attack, then when you pay that fist, it deals even more damage. Um, I'm trying to think. There are plenty of globals that buff up attack and stuff. Imagine how dirty this would be if you uh, had Bard. <laughs> oh, oh man, like a Golden Age <laughs> yeah, team with this and the Bard the stats up as much as well, you can. It wouldn't really work because they don't have a choice to not block with everything in their field <laughs> when the bard attacks. Um, so yeah, um, and then I do like how it's a three cost fist because we 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 because he 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 does fall into kind of that support category, right? Yeah, support absolutely. Removal where before we would always see that they would be like four or five costs, which it's like okay. I could do that, but then now I'm like a whole turn behind because I had to get this out first yeah. to help keep my defense or do my removal. But at a three cost, I really like him. Um, is this worth buying two maximum carnage packs to get mm, the four? I have a hard time seeing a game where you would buy more than two of him, but it's worth buying two maximum carnage team packs anyway for, for other, more shrieks. For, for more shrieks. <laughs> so. <laughs> You should buy a second one anyway, <laughs> if not for this guy, for the shrieks. Or not not the doppelgangers. <laughs> oh, man. Those doppelgangers are fun. But no, you don't need three of... I don't think you need three of anything in this set besides shriek. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, so what are reasons why you wouldn't want to put them on your team other than the fielding costs? Because that is, you know, economy is, I think, going to become a little bit more important now. Yeah, you wouldn't want to put them on your team if... Um, I don't know. I mean, you probably wouldn't want to put them on your team if you're running like a rush team um, or, you know, you there's not an open spot on your team. He's like you said, he's a support character. He's not a win condition. Um, If your team doesn't need a lot of defense, maybe don't put him on your team Where, where I really see him shining is on an overcrush team and as a counter to overcrush because you can attack with a with a big overcrush character, attack with him. They're obviously going to block your overcrush character because they can't just let those big stats through all the time. And then you can use his ability to ping down the defense of whatever character is blocking your overcrush character so more damage goes through. On the flip side, if you're against an overcrush team, his defense stats are so high that, I mean... It's a good counter. It's so, a really yeah. good counter because he's hard to knock out. He's got those big defense stats. Um, you wouldn't want them on your team if you're going like a mono energy team and you don't really have room for fists. But other than that, I think he's a solid put on just about any team because of his ability to remove pesky control characters. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised. Did Russ ever use this on any of his fist teams? I feel because no, I'm thinking he used, about it. He used um, Rolling Thunder Cannon Punch, the other one of the other ones. Yeah, because I was thinking about this. this. This one actually is a pretty solid one for a fist ring team. Because you got the fist there, yeah, um, and and this actually triggers after after the ring would go off, right? Yeah, yeah. So the the ring would trigger, and the interesting thing is this is after blockers are assigned. So if they don't block at all, you still get to use the ability and knock out characters. So as long as you have fist and you attack with iron fist, you have an opportunity to do his to use his ability. Yeah, I, I really like this card now, and 
Plus the artwork looks cool. <laughs> I like that old school artwork. The old school stuff. So so if you guys haven't looked in your Maximum Carnage team pack other than to pull out the, the shrieks out of there, you may, you may already have this card that's sitting there. So I highly suggest you guys check it out. Is there anything else you want to mention about Iron Fist before we move on? Um, I don't think so. Give it a try. See if you, see if you like it. Yeah, um, if, maybe, any, if anything, he might be a solid addition to your Spider Friends yeah. team because I, I know how prevalent Spider Friend teams are out there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Dr. J, um, I'm, so we'll see you a little bit later on the show. I'm glad you're here. And I guess we're doing it in style, right? Kicking off episode 100 with you. Oh, yeah. Hi, guys. This is Zach. And this is James. Hello. Congratulations on 100 episodes. Well done. Enjoyed a lot. Loads of laughs. Good job. Listened for a long time and uh, hope to continue hearing it well into the future. And may your dice rolls be ever in your favor. And Dr. J is wrong. All right, guys. Um, this is this is going to be a special episode, if you guys haven't noticed. It's episode 100. So we have the full crew over here, we have Zach, the global guru, Russ, the KO King, Dr. J, Jared, and Ken Pole. Ken, how are you guys doing tonight? Doing good. Amazing. Can good. you guys believe we are at episode 100? 100. Like, I, I have to ask you guys, did you guys think we would get this to this point when this weird Asian kid's like, hey, we should record a podcast about Dice Masters because we already spend four hours talking about it. So let's just put microphones in our faces. I didn't think I could put I, up with do, you. Do you want to that? Really that, that? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I'm glad that we, we've kind of had this this experience of being able to do this for two years now. So what we wanted to do is actually look back in this past two years to see how Dice Masters have changed, how to and to see how we, we've changed as kind of different players. Because um, I know when I first started, one, I didn't know any of you guys. I was I was like the first night I showed up, I'm like. These guys are going to be so pissed off at me because I don't know what I'm doing and I'm going to be making mistakes and stuff and they're just going to tear me up. And it was almost the exact opposite. We're like, oh, yeah, you know, you should try doing this, this and this when you're playing. Um, and that just like I it was is great and helped me grow as a player so quickly other than Russ because I sat down and I'm like, man, this guy looks grumpy. <laughs> <laughs> he looks grumpy right now. <laughs> <laughs> is it the beard or, or what is it? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So, Russ, and I know you've you had kind of a similar thing. What was crazy though is I think a good chunk of us started roughly around the same time too. This was my first experience in any kind of game, anything. The fact that they even had events at stores was like weird to me. <laughs> so, I remember I was thinking the other day I would I had this uh, Rockwell watch box, this little teeny box that had all my dice and cards in it and i would bring it to the event i remember thinking oh my collection is kind of big and like now i have now as we walk into your house there's like dice on the floor there's, dice, there's garbage bags filled <laughs> with dice that are too heavy to lift i mean if you're a dice master player and you've been playing a while don't you just have crap everywhere yeah i keep finding Literally the dice master dice cards like, every like yep. even in our recording <laughs> gear now i open a pocket and i'm like why is there dice master stuff in here oh i have kids so it's just all over the house Outside, yeah. in the floor, in the basement, <laughs> bedrooms, Everywhere. laundry, all over the place. I imagine Candy gonna, dishes, yeah. inside yeah. the holes. <laughs> in I, I imagine you're going to go like do some yard work one time, and you're just going to find like a tree oh, die or something. I'm going to be mowing the lawn and <laughs> like, there's another die. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so like uh, th th that's the fun part. So like how have you guys kind of seen the game change? Like to me, I was like, okay. I, I didn't I when I first started I'm like this is you know I'm I wanted to have it to be kind of sort of like a kitchen table thing but none of my family wanted to play so I'm like I gotta go find people who want to play this <laughs> yeah. game gotta gotta get someone in my kitchen table <laughs> yeah I, I always thought I you know I always thought it would be oh I'm just gonna be casual I'll, I'll go to some fun events are you sure but you've I, ever said those words right I I've come to realize that competitive doesn't mean like you're you're playing against mean people and it's super serious but it, it's still fun to be competitive and so it's 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 been fun to experience those you know higher stress higher you know things on the line i guess yeah where you're sitting events, there and yeah. you're looking at the the state of the board and you're just like oh my gosh if they pull that one die it's over and you're yeah, like, you're just sweating and oh man yeah yeah it's it's, a, it's exhilarating and then yeah. you're like i'm not gonna get salty i'm just gonna have fun and then your dice don't roll and you just start you raging still get salty. you end up playing against <laughs> russ's punk kid who just stomps you 
no, doesn't even know I, how to play the I, game. I, I, I usually end up playing Russ the first round in these competitive events, and either he, that or he's all like, "I'm going to do great," and then somehow I make him salty at the end of the match. Like I, I don't remember a competitive event I've played against. I'll Russ. have totally casual <laughs> teams, and then when I if I lose by rolls, I tend to get salty. It's just like you gotta be kidding me. Just at least let me test, right? Yeah, it's yeah. like nothing's more frustrating than being like, I don't even know if this works. I've spent an hour and a half playing this game, and I have no idea if my idea even goes anywhere at all. Well, See, and Kevin my- and I were testing for the WKO, and I finally I couldn't roll, so I was finally like, screw it, I'm just putting it on the. That side. was amazing <laughs> practice too. That was amazing practice because that's all I played that WKO. Yeah, and my frustration doesn't necessarily come from when I can't roll. I mean, yeah, that's frustrating, but for me, the most frustrating thing almost always is playing against Zach because he gets such perfect rolls yeah. against me, and I'm like. Yeah, so Zach, I, I could I if I miss one roll, I'm done. Like I can't beat Zach if I don't get perfect rolls along with him. And even then, I'm not likely to win. And so when unless when it's my, competitive, though, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I win sometimes in competitive. Events I think all Zach. of them. But uh, yeah, Zach, where can, we've can, played, I think he's won. So, 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 can you tell us on the record, like, did you sell your soul or something to get these roles? Or, I, like, I just know we, how to make a team. That has nothing to do with it. That has nothing to do with it. He played this transfer power team or whatever. He'd always have transfer power, and I'm like, okay, he just doesn't need to roll any shields. Seven. He all, like, always have one like, extra shield what, on top what in of the you. World? Right? He's yeah. like, oh yeah, I'm going to attack and I'm going to transfer power here and then 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 here and you're dead. I, I feel oh. like our listeners will be able to go back, just go back a, a couple <laughs> seconds, and what you will hear is Zach say, I just know how to make a team out of weighted dice. <laughs> <laughs> Don't turn it up really loud. You might hear extra things. <laughs> but yeah, I, I got into the game back when uh, Age of Ultron came out. The Age of Ultron win a feed was my very first event, and I was I'd played Magic before, and so I kind of knew what to expect. That was such a fun event, and I ended up I don't know. I ended up getting like fourth place or third place or something like that with some really stupid Phil Coulson team where I was just attacking with sidekicks and I ended up winning a Phoenix Force die. And I remember spending so much time trying to figure out a way to buy that thing. <laughs> PXG, man. PXG. Well, Limited Wish was was the way I ultimately ended up going. <laughs> Is Rolling it- stuff to get it off of it? What are you talking about, man? <laughs> Is it now just sitting in your dice tower, like glued in? Oh, no. I haven't oh, glued good. that one in. It's too pretty to glue into my dice tower. So I, th- I think one of the things that kind of drew us all in, at least for me, since I, I've been in the game since the beginning, I still remember that time I went I've to the been store. I've the game since the beginning. Back in my day. <laughs> I remember going to the store with some buddies. Didn't know any of these guys now, um, back then. And I remember seeing, like, it had to have been almost a whole feed of AVX just scattered all over a desk that some guy was buying them one by one. And the, the, the manager was scanning them. I'm like, that is weird. And then we came back the next day after looking up the game. It's like, oh, it's new. So we went back and we, we uh, split another feed. And back when there were 60. Did you back pay when there 99 were 60 cents a pack for we AVX? We paid 99 cents a pack Jeez. for AVX. I didn't pull any super rares. The other guys did. But it just it just grabs you in and catches you, and we we were stuck ever since then. At least I was. So I I always think about how weird it would be because I got into this game completely by chance. I didn't even know. I Russ was sucked of, in by the IP. Yeah, you no, know, he I was had, sucked in by the rarities. That, well, <laughs> both. Yeah. He would never have opened. He was sucked the in by his first pack if it right? wasn't superhero <laughs> themed. So I I just got sucked into this whole world i think i'd heard of magic before but i mean we played games at my house with like monopoly and stuff and now i just that one pack that i had my son buy has completely changed you have an entire collection of board games in a closet closet dedicated to board games and we should add that we that also took over his son's room yeah, <laughs> he turned his son's room into a game room. Yeah, so I have. <laughs> it helped. It helped ease the pain of him moving out. <laughs> so I just had I not pulled this super rare alt art in the very first card I pulled out of a pack, not you know pulled the the back one in Gladiator, I I may not have started playing. But yeah. when my son was like, "Ooh, that's worth a lot of money," I was like. 
really looked it up online. I think at the time it was like eighty dollars. I was go buy me more packs. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, I I should figure out how to play this thing. And then it kind of spawned from there. And he's still trying That's to learn so it. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. See, and and for me, like the IP was kind of what pulled me in, but it was the Yu-Gi-Oh! IP. Because oh. I, I know, I'm telling you, I what played Yu-Gi-Oh! so much growing up, as it, growing up in high school. Like, and, and since, like, recently, I've actually gone back and I've been playing Yu-Gi-Oh! on my phone, and I'm just like... The Duel Links. See, that game is so fun. It's what? so balanced. And I, I, it's got the goofiest theme ever. I mean, if you've watched the TV show... It doesn't make yeah. sense. That's that's See, why that's why I would always love so our matches because you and I could actually quote it, and none of you guys actually so know is, any of it. This <laughs> is funny because when I started, because I was I liked the IP, I liked the comic books, and I was like, I told my son and Skyler, my nephew, I was like, I'll never buy Yu Gi Oh, and I'll never buy D and D. I'll stick to the Marvel. It'll be cool. You and also then, said you never collect everything either. Uh, yeah, I never. <laughs> I I went through a spurt where I was collecting, but I I never really did. I I don't. I think. I, I don't even know if I have a complete set. I still have the Sturge that I'm waiting to trade for. I know. But I was like, <laughs> and then I bought, and then I learned about this thing called Blue Eyes White Dragon, and then I was hooked. Yeah. No, when, when I bought my first starter, I bought the Yu-Gi-Oh! starter, and my buddy Ben, who we play with every once in a while, he bought the D&D starter. And the, there was a store that we play at, Game Night Games, here in Salt Lake. For the longest time, they only did events that were superhero like it had to be DC or it had to be Marvel, and so like Tim's there, never been a D and D fan. Yeah, there was a lot of it's that growing limiting. on him. But over time, yeah, the stores got like grabbed onto it, and it it's weird that it doesn't feel weird mixing those IPs together and playing <laughs> yeah. Dungeons and Dragons characters with Superman and, <laughs> and Captain America. Yeah, that was Captain one of America. the coolest things about it, really. Like that. So when I started playing, I started playing. Um, I bought the Uncanny X Men starter. And it was at that time where they were like waiting for a big reprint of AVX, and AVX had really taken off. But uh, we got the X Men starter, and I tried learning it, like reading the book. <laughs> 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 like, no, like I remember that. me and my my stepdaughter like limping through a game and kind of finishing and going. So, I guess we're done. Um. Okay. And like I had played magic forever. Like I've I've played magic for f- between 15 and 20 years. I mean, I've never done any like competitive. I've never gotten serious about it, but I've dabbled and played magic for like 15 years. Uh and the game was kind of sold to us. We'd looked at like the legendary Marvel deck building game and um kind of saw that one the the Dice Master stuff sitting up in the corner at what was it Mystic? that I believe is now closed and kind of looked at it. And my wife is into game, like is into playing games. She'd play magic with me and we both like comic books and all the superheroes and stuff. So we were like these Marvel games, we should check them out, you know? So, um, I got the, the Marvel set, tried to play a game. It was awful playing let Marvel legendary a deck building game. It kind of like the deck building mechanic clicked. I was like, Oh, this is like what you're doing with that dice game. <laughs> except instead of building a deck, you're building a bag. Okay, I get it. And then I went back to Dice Masters and started playing it. And then as different things were coming out, I really dug it. And I used uh, D&D to get one of my buddies into it like a lot because he loves playing D&D. And was just kind of like, and he loves playing magic. And I was like, dude, this is magic with superheroes. And he was like, I don't care about superheroes. I don't care about those dice, you know. And uh, getting the D&D sets, he was like, they have Tarrasque? They have Sturge? <laughs> yes. Yes, absolutely. And I was like, yeah, dude, and we can mix them. He was like, I don't know about all that. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it, it like, the the wide variety of IPs totally helped me get my, like, friends and family into it. And, like, none of them play anymore now. But they it, they did. They helped me get started. It's funny. we When we read the rule book, and if you read some of the cards, they say target opponent, right? We always thought you could play with, we started, we would play, like, games of four and be like, well, I'm going to target you, Caden, and Caden to target Skylar. That's so weird. <laughs> Dude, no, I, tr- I tried doing that. Like, I try, Like we played a handful of, like, free-for-all games. The problem is that if I'm playing free-for-all games, it's usually with my wife and one, two, or three of the kids. 
And for whatever reason, they've all, like, from it's the very first time up on that we sat down <laughs> to play a game together, they target me. So my wife does just fine, gets to set up everything that she's doing. They all target me. She sits there quietly. <laughs> they take me down, and then she wipes them all out with, like, like laser precision. Just immediately, as soon as I am out, she wins. It's It's really strange to think because... When I would go to the game store, I would go pick up stuff, and then I saw an advertisement for a tournament. And I was like, I have tournaments for this game? So <laughs> Skyler and I went, and that's when we started meeting other players. But before that, I would have never thought of ever going to an event for games. Like I said, I didn't know much about Magic or anything. So the whole collectible card game was really strange to me. But so that they had these events. Now, when I think about playing this game without going to events, it's like, what? It'd be really weird. Yeah. No, <laughs> like, I thinking about playing it at a kitchen table, like with you, Russ, and we're not brewing or something or testing for an event. It feels, it feels weird to me. Like, why aren't we just playing a different board game? <laughs> yeah. Which is really cool because this game has opened up just tons of friendships. Right? We hang out. Every week, play games. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just weird strange. when I don't. We just started playing events at a store, yeah. and then you guys are like, we spend yeah. a lot of time yeah. together. Yeah, it feels yeah. weird when I don't see you guys like at least once a week. I'm like, man, I haven't seen the guys in ages. It's only been like five <laughs> yeah. days, right? I wasn't here last week, and I'm like, man, do we even get together anymore? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I never see those guys. <laughs> yeah, like Zach, it was the craziest thing. Like, remember the first round of WKOs, and I was talking to Nathan, I'm like. I think I might want to go to like Florida or something to try to win one of these prizes because that was when that was a good there's only gonna be like five of them, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then then you're like, oh yeah, I, I want to go too. I'm like, all right, I don't know, I don't know Zach that well, but this could be fun. And like, it's crazy to see how much that's changed now. Where oh yeah, it, we, we super bonded. And, yeah, and it it was good times. Yeah, mm. it, it really super bonded. Didn't you guys share a hotel room? Yep. All four Ooh. of us. I never thought Awkward. I would go. I never thought I'd go to like, because, uh, you know, we had our little store events and those were, you know, fine and dandy. But when you go to like a big one, there were what, like 60 people there yeah. or something? It was, I've never been so nervous in my life, but it was a blast. Like, yeah, it's, it's, and now, now it's we're really planning helped. a trip to Origins and it's like, it's yeah. second nature. I'm like, yeah, of course Zach's going to yeah, be there. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> I remember the first big event I went to was the regionals here. Before Comic Salt Lake Comic Con, yeah. they're like outside of. Wasn't Salt that Lake like, like an eight mm-hmm. or ten hour one too? Because it like it was so, it was long. so yeah, much so fun long. though. It I, was like weird. We like go up escalators and register, and then they had us playing in like a basement area. It was fun though. Yeah, and it, I just remembered. I was like, oh, maybe I'll get a win or two, and ended up I think Make, top four. Russ enjoys. I got a people raven. cry or rage quit. I got a raven. I remember thinking I did all that for a raven that I could get in the team box. That's awesome. You got the playmat though. Yeah, yeah I got sweet so play many mat. of those playmats. And then I remember playing Zach in the draft, and I remember uh, getting one of the black lanterns mm-hmm. in that game. And it was—I felt like a jerk. It was a—it was a miracle roll. If you if. You remember? Oh, I totally remember because I had to catch a plane, and I was late. So I'm just like, yeah. And I was so well. It was the Cardinals too. I know it was Cardinals, (laughs) and the Cardinals won. (laughs) But but I remember I was so stressed out. I was going to be late, and yeah, I yeah, I definitely remember that game. I was I was super mad that you got a good Black Lantern, and that's when Zach sold his soul. Yep, (laughs) yep. (laughs) Great ever since. He said to himself, "This will never happen again." Uh, yeah, so it, yeah, it, it's kind of fun to see how stuff in cha- has changed over the two years. And what I can't other believe we used to play like four or five events. <laughs> I know, a week. Yeah. I know. Like, yeah. it was, and my wife used to get would mention stuff about money. I'm like, ah, no, it's just five dollars. Yeah. Now I think I'm, I'm spending twenty five, thirty dollars a week. Yeah, on no, <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. too, and <laughs> I was way more poor than you guys. Yeah, like, <laughs> re- remember when we played so often that we started on clan, and it just would automatically be in like the top five clans because we played so often every single week. Yeah, no, I yeah. don't remember. Oh, that's right, I wasn't in it. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, we were that we're, other clan. <laughs> we're still <laughs> in that other clan, Zach. <laughs> Wait, aren't you in the clan with us? Yeah, I was in yours. Yeah, yeah. 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 But yeah, what 
what and the other thing that I enjoyed is just how much this show has grown and how much that we've gotten to talk with you guys in the community who listens to the show because I was like, well, you know, it, it's a whole bunch of us talking in the microphones, right? But I love like one of my favorite things is to hear people who are like, oh yeah, I love love what you guys were talking about in the show and I tried to do this, this, and this. Like that is one of my favorite things. And what's nuts to me is the reach of all you guys. Like I'm pretty sure we have listeners in six different continents <laughs> right there. Unless there's somebody in Antarctica. We don't probably. Oh, yeah. oh, I was like, we. <laughs> I thought it was Asia or something that we didn't have listeners. No, I, th- I think we have listeners in Japan or Singapore too because I can tell from the download numbers where everybody's from. So it's it's crazy that you guys are, are listening and talking to us. So I, I just wanted to take this chance to say thank you guys. Like we do this show. I mean, even without the show, we'd probably be still talking around not uh, recording. We'd be doing but, something. Yeah. <laughs> but like hearing from you guys and stuff, like I super, super appreciate all, all the support you guys have gotten and all the feedback that you do and keep sending that in because we, we love hearing it. Like I think that's one of our favorite things, right? When I'm like, oh, check out this letter that somebody just sent us. I love brewing. I, I get messages on Facebook, brew with people all the time. It's awesome. Yeah, Russ is always like, yeah, I was talking to this guy online, and we were thinking about this idea. We were, I was talking to this guy online, and talking about this idea. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm just waiting for Russ to do the uh, K.O. King Road Tour, where he goes visits all the states. He already went to Chicago. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, he's working on it. Yeah, that, yeah. I will say that is pretty cool about this. <laughs> when you this go to Hawaii, too. let me know because I want to. <laughs> well, no, the, the Ice Masters community is awesome. I was going to Chicago for work and just post a any events. I was hoping there was an event. But ended up going and playing games with uh, a guy named Jin. Played some Dice Masters and then went back the next night. Oh, my gosh. This game store was the best library ever. Russ died and went to heaven. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> you know, it's pretty cool that we could, you know, if you're going somewhere, whether you're – you don't have to be on the podcast or not. I think – That's what I love about just, this community is because yeah, my previous communities, it was like, man, it's going to be like – hardcore cutthroat players everywhere and dice masters is like the exact opposite They're like oh yeah come on sit on down and let's just chat and just hang out um which is like I, that's what i love about it is this community you know for for all the crap that we give whiz kids for some of the things that they do we, we really and i don't know if we ever have actually thanked them officially not that they're listening or anything but you know we got to say thanks to whiz kids because they brought us together we i wouldn't have known you guys I wouldn't have met the the guys across the country as we've gone to different events and met all of these other people online, but they've really done a good job of bringing a lot of really good people together to play a really good game. Well, it's a very unique game, and I think, like myself, I think this game has brought in people to the hobby, and I think it's it's a very unique game that way. Yes, yeah. it kind of makes me sad. It's going away from blind in that sense. I think that. The other pack, the team boxes are going to get people in in a different way, which is is good. But it's a it's a very unique game, and I think WizKids should continue to tap into that market. Yeah. It also makes me wonder why Zach likes playing the Duplo blocks version of this game. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, would be funny if they did a giant size version. You know I'd like buy it. Giant that, that'd be so, that would be so <laughs> bad. Because you guys know I would buy it and like have a complete set and just be like, <laughs> giant taco. It would be like, I bought the bag. giant version. Got any dice storage solutions? <laughs> yeah, this giant trash. Briefcases, man. Bag. Like have a four foot tall dice tower. It's <laughs> <laughs> <sounds> like deafening. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, <laughs> you can make a dice tower out of those. <laughs> it's like, hold on, let me set up this game. Give me forty five minutes. <laughs> right? Yeah, let me just go grab my four. Lift to lift my <laughs> dice tower and yeah. have the bottom have the bottom hollow too, so I can lift it up off after I roll my dice. Just roll my dice. <laughs> and the dice tower and you move forget it. how small the <laughs> dice are for dice masters until you go play another game. Yeah, it's kind of funny. So even if they did like normal sized dice, it would really increase the storage annoyingly. Yeah, it <laughs> yeah. really would. All right, so guys, thank you kind of for this look back, and we so. For the past couple of episodes, we've been asking people to send in your guys' feedback and stuff for episode 100. So we'll have everybody back in, in, a, in a second, and we're going to pass you guys an extended priority. All right, lads. It's Chris here, otherwise known as True Mr. Six on the Ministry of Dice podcast. And it's Andy, a.k.a. Dr. A. 
<laughs> Doctor A. <laughs> I, I'm sometimes otherwise known as the Fielding King. Uh, I'm also known as the Bo King. Ae <laughs> <laughs> data here. <laughs> um, oh, I'm struggling to get one for. I was going to do Global Guru. What's um, give me something that rhymes with G? The flo- Flowbal Guru. Mobile Guru. No. No, that doesn't work. That doesn't work. Anyway, we're we're here to say hi and congratulations on your century, your 100 episodes. Well done. Your podcast is almost as old as your colony. In celebration of your your hundredth birthday, I've been looking up some Utah facts for you folks, just um, just out of interest, really, taking an interest in your in your home state. So, did you know that Levan is naval spelt backwards, and Utah? Is Hatu spelt backwards? Nice. What's the band mean? So uh, it's it's navel spelt backwards, and it's so named because it's in the centre of Utah. Oh, well, that, that is an interesting fact. Yeah, true story. And a little known fact, actually, I think, Andy, wasn't it your great-great-great-great-great-grandfather who was involved in the naming of, of Levan? Yes. Yes, it was. He had a massive belly button. He did. He did, yeah. I've heard about it. I think, in fact, I think I heard a rumour once that there was a, a mouse living in there. In his belly button? Yes, in his belly button, yeah. yeah he he used to feed it and call it Gerald. It's where the pilgrims lived for the first 20 years. Yeah, yeah. True fact. Um, the Utah mountain range is named after, uh, sorry, the Uinta mountain range is named after the Ute Indians. Uh, here, here's one for you as <laughs> they well. They come back from Canada, the Boot Indians. <laughs> probably, yeah. Yeah, probably. Uh, here's another one for you as well. The average snowfall in the mountains near Salt Lake City is 500 inches. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. And the deepest point of the Great Salt Lake is 34 feet. There you go. They know all this anyway. Yeah, they probably do. Uh, the state fish is the rainbow trout. The state animal is the Rocky Mountain elk. Both very majestic creatures, rulers of their own domain. Somewhat like Russell. <laughs> I've heard that the state dice master's dice is the scarecrow dice master's dice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely it is. Excellent. Well, so guys, congratulations on your hundred episodes. You've got two massive fans, listeners over here. Uh, a great debt. We've got a great debt to Kev, particularly because he helped us out get get ourselves kind of off the ground with some fantastic advice early doors. There's many a team build that I've drawn inspiration from from one of your chats. Um, but I've, yeah, I've drawn inspiration from many a build, uh, even up to your, your latest episode I was listening to just the other day. So thanks very much. Keep up the great work, Royal Britannia, and love from from Blighty yes thanks again from us at the Ministry of Dice absolutely take it easy folks okay guys we are back with everybody again Um, and this is we're going to pass you guys priority and normally we just do a regular segment but we got so much feedback from everybody you you guys are taking our roundtable segment that we normally do. So first of all, I got to thank everybody for sending in your messages and your, your letters. I think I got every, everyone. Um, and you guys have probably noticed in between all the segments. So shout out to Zach and James and the Ministry of Dice Guys. Thank you guys for sending in those audio clips. Those were awesome. Um, I let the guys listen to it. Um, and I think we enjoyed both of them so thank you guys yeah thanks guys we're big fans (laughs) yep all right so on to kind of our 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 letters i guess quote unquote um we we got a couple of them so the first one is from michael ingledew and if i mispronounce your name i apologize but let's he mispronounces everything yeah let's let's be be, angry at kevin yeah yeah just just come up to me and just yell at me at origins yeah (laughs) (laughs) Um, so so for michael says love your show you guys got me playing online and have gotten me through many a work day with your podcast um and oh yeah michael um, let me go look at that page of uh felicities too because i probably i'm not sure if i have an extra you still have like 15 of those yeah 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 you know my binders full of women so yeah um that was from michael (laughs) (laughs) and then the next one was from bobby z congrats on the 100th podcast episode um I, i want i want to say favorite set guardians of galaxy avx a close second 
Favorite card card is Black Widow Serena, the first super rare I pulled from a booster. Favorite combo, the smokescreen basic action, and the com- on the common black bolt purchased via collector. Brew that, Russ. Um, anyways, I, I'm glad I got a chance to play a draft with you all back in the Green Arrow Flash days. We are building the scene down here in Nashville, and while my son and I will miss the, the collectible boosters, I think Warhammer will grow interest in the game. I just wish WizKids didn't rotate so much out this time. Um, oh, yeah, I've got a super rare knobby for anyone who has an extra King Black Bolt. So if any of you guys need that, I may have already gotten a knobby. Was that him or you? That That's from Bobby Z. Oh, so, okay. So, yeah, if it is there. Um, yeah, I pulled both of those in one, one draft. One draft. So That's just disgusting. <laughs> so disgusting. And I still uh. almost beat you. You still almost beat me. <laughs> that's right. This, yeah. this player seems to have... Same same interest as Zach with sets. I I would think that yeah. was Zach saying. Yep. Yeah. Right. Like my seriously, favorite card is Serena. Getting like, Serena ooh, was like one spiky. of the greatest greatest <laughs> I, in my <laughs> life. Right. I more, still more than don't have her. What? I still I have don't an extra have Serena. No. I don't have hey, I have either. a box of ABS. Yeah, but so here's the problem, Zach. <laughs> you have an extra <laughs> Serena, but is there? Anything that you need, that's the problem. How can I yeah. trade you when there's nothing you need? Yeah, I need trade a, him for I need that, a staff. Trade him for that sealed box of AVX and see if there's one in there. Gamble. What you should do... Let's draft that What box. you should do is look through Zach's collection of board games and find one where he really wants the minis painted and just do it that way. Mm. Ooh, paint the minis for, for the AVX yeah. box. But you should do that after you finish Batman when Batman comes out. Dude, I- <laughs> <laughs> and it's going to take so long. <laughs> All right. I'm working on other games right now, but the Batman is gonna that's gonna take a chunk of time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So for our next letter, um, it's from Josh, aka J Blizz from Wisconsin. Congratulations on episode 100. I've been listening to the podcast for a l- for a little over a year. I started playing Dice Masters right around the time Age of Ultron was released, and was just playing casually with a couple buddies. I remember my first super rare was Jocasta. For you, Zach. And it's still one of my favorite cards to play. I started playing competitively for about a year now, and I just want to say that you guys helped me out a lot with the podcast with the podcast and listening to strategies, team builds, tips, and brewing. So that I thank you and I appreciate it. One of my favorite um, episodes was brewing Bahamut. That's where you can. Hey, I did that. <laughs> yeah. Bahamut is my favorite dragon, and then I ran him on my dark side swarm team as well. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> Good call. That's get, a great call. Now you got to get that rigorous training, right? Um, yeah, it helps. Dude, get rigorous training. If you don't have it already, that helps that team so much. Yeah, and I, I love this part too. But when you were talking about adding in, in half dragon promo and cube for a possible breath weapon seven... A sadistic grin took over, and I immediately called my buddy and simply said, Breath Weapon 7, come over. I need to test this. And we did, and it was just downright gross when it fired off. Still one of my favorite teams and almost unfair sometimes, but I love it. Sorry for the long message and keep up the great work. Want to say thank you and cheers. Here's to 100 more. Josh, a.k.a. Jay Blizz from Wisconsin. That's so awesome. Breath Weapon 7. (laughs) That's like the meanest thing. I hope the other guy was playing Jocasta. No, no, don't, don't hope that. Um, like, I remember uh, when when the first D&D set came out, I remember trying to get all of the dragons out. Like, I've, I've done a big breath weapon like that with, like, one of each of the original, like, four or five dragons or whatever it was. I don't remember if it was seven or if it was, like, five or it might have even been more. But it was, like, I had to have all of the dragons and everything else was swarm. So that I could get the energy Ooh, to swarm. buy the dragons and get the energy to do the the giant breath weapon when I finally had all the dragons out, and it's so time consuming and <laughs> you know what makes and hilarious. So doing it with with Cube and Bahamut, that's rad. You know what makes me laugh? My one thought when he says breath weapon seven, that's really cool with all those dragons. But all I need is Cyclops if Flux could kill, and that's a breath weapon. Seven too. <laughs> <laughs> But it's not a dragon. Dragons are cooler than Cyclops. No, but that's, he, that's right. Yeah, Them fighting no, words. Right. Dragons are cooler than Cyclops. <laughs> well, and Cyclops doesn't do damage to the opponent. That's it's true. Just the field. And he'll just die unceremoniously in the third movie anyway, so it's whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is whatever. <laughs> so for our, our next one, um, so it's what up, what up, guys? With the loss of blind product, I can't help but feel a bit like I did when my favorite TV show was canceled. Do you guys find out what his favorite TV show in a second? 
I love to see the fan set lovingly referred to as Firefly, the verse, get a mention in the 100th episode. Um, and then we'll link that to the fan set. Keep flying, quote, from Malcolm. Do you, do you, do you think it's... Grey's Anatomy? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know yeah, what? That Grey's Anatomy fan <laughs> set looks so good, too. Oh. So interestingly <laughs> enough, do you think the WizKids is going to get enough play out of the 13... Episodes, right? Because Firefly gets a crazy amount of play out of 13 episodes. Right? <laughs> yeah. And a movie. Every, every, and a movie. Is that a movie? Every extra in the background <laughs> yeah. has a name and a backstory now. You know what? You could make a whole set out of Nathan Fillion, and I would probably get it. He is so awesome. He came to a Comic Con here. He's the funniest guy. I, I, I would love that to be an official well, set. He but, has an awesome role in uh, the series of unfortunate events. Well, that, yeah, he's too, in that now. And the. The Santa Clarita Diet. Dude, he's so awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Season two is pretty funny. But uh, But there's great characters. I I mean, it's it's a whole universe, right? Even though it's just the 13 episodes, you can make a whole universe. And I loved seeing the the cards that they come up with. That was pretty fun. fun The the, the set that that he came up with, I was reading those. I don't remember a lot of them now because it was a while ago, but that was was a pretty fun. What what other 13 episode show could we... Manipulate and get this working again. Black Mirror. Oh, <laughs> oh, the most depressing dice yeah. master. Just, just have the pig as like one, one character. Yeah, there you the go. Pig. Uh. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> we, we watched we watched that stupid show at our our what was it our, our, our extra, extra life, life event. Yeah, it was we, like <laughs> it was like three in the morning. Yeah, yeah. four in the morning or we something. We were I'm like, like at hour twenty. What? <laughs> What is this? <laughs> and I came in halfway through the pig episode, and I'm like, "What in the? What is going on here?" I remember watching it thinking, "People really like this." Yeah, no, it was like a twisted version of Twilight Zone. Yeah, which they're forget. rebooting now. You know that they don't need to. I think Jordan, that would be a cool. Set. I think Jordan. Twilight I Zone. think Jordan Peele is rebooting it. So. I don't know. It's not going to be the same with Vincent Price being dead. He just added so much to the Twilight Vincent Zone. Price is dead? <laughs> <laughs> That's a flashback. Oh. Yeah, if you guys don't know what that I don't even remember what episode that was, but go back and listen to that episode. Vincent Price has been a lot At some point, we talked about Adam West dying. Okay, Vincent Price has been dead for years. Adam West had been dead for like a week or two at that point, okay? So it's not... <laughs> Oh, that was great. (laughs) (laughs) One of the greatest moments. Like, so so the guys can tell you. Like, a lot of the times I can keep my face straight, but that one just blindsided me. So thrown (laughs) off. You can hear it if you go back and listen to that podcast. He goes, "Adam West is dead," and it's like dead air. It's like, yeah. Yes, he died. <laughs> what do you mean? Awkward. <laughs> All right. Um, so, and then our next one is actually a follow-up from one of our recent brewing buddies. So, hey, KT and the Double Burst crew, just wanted to say thank you for featuring my Supergirl team in the Brewing Buddy segment in episode 95. So you guys got to go check that out. Um, I took on... On board, all your suggestions, except Dr. J, as he is always wrong. Wait, what's this guy's name? Stu. Oh, congratulations, <laughs> Todd. You've made it to number two on my list now. <laughs> <laughs> Stu is number one. And declared on focusing on a Jimmy Olsen Supergirl Disco team. Stu. <laughs> Disco Stu. <laughs> I'm coming for you. <laughs> yep. And and ditched Black Bolt and Basilisk. I checked my... I checked on Giant Spider. I chucked on a Giant Spider with the Force Block Global and... J- j- how do you say that? The Jaborn is born. The, the axe. Yarnborn. Yarnborn. Yarnborn <laughs> to effectively, effectively double Supergirl's attack. I digress. This isn't a revisit to Brewing Buddies. Just wanted to say thanks for helping me out and keep up the fantastic work. Stu Dixon. I just love how his name is Stu. That's, I you, love that. You really struggle with those actions, don't you? Jar- Jarnborn. <laughs> York Kylan. Gibberish. Gibberish is the name it's of the It's basic English. It's not even that hard. It's because the stupid English language is hard, man. <laughs> I had to learn the second. You know, some of us didn't learn English first. We, we learned proper Asian languages. Well, it shows. <laughs> Still not sure how you see Kylan out of Kiln, but it's cool. <laughs> uh, hey, I owned up to it. Never said I could say anything correctly. He, he would be a realtor. He he must have listened to Zach's idea with the, I I'm, I'm not <laughs> what with the spider. I am not a force block person. Oh yeah, boo! If it, yeah, <laughs> oh, my force block is my character's a 
gonna hit you for a lot. <laughs> can, can I just mention to you guys somehow Zach's always the silent one we end up picking on. Yeah. Like, have you guys noticed that? Yeah. Yes, I do. <laughs> but I, I can't remember exactly that, but I'm telling you that I'm pretty sure that that giant spider came from Zach. There's no one cost force block in the new modern. Sad. It's, it's double. Sad. Force block is look. This guy's gonna yeah. and you hit can't you. use beholder. <laughs> right? And I can't use beholder. Wow, Zach just gave me a death look. When and I just no mentioned more that. force attacks. <laughs> nope. It's a sad day. For, right when I for mentioned that, he just people. gave me this like death look. Yeah. It's like you had to bring that up. <laughs> you had to bring that up. All right. Um, our next one is from uh, Marcus. M- M- oh man. Um, <laughs> Sorry, Marcus. <laughs> Marcus McCabe, right? Yeah. yeah. Macab. There's an R there. I, w- w- how do macabre? 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 Macabre. Yeah, we've been brewing with him. He's the one that we were testing that team for. Oh, yeah. Which, uh, a couple weeks the ago. The one that where you we played and you were super salty and you're like, meh, bruh, yeah. That oh, because I was testing against your, like, well-honed. <laughs> Mine wasn't well-honed. Hella hell beholder team. <laughs> it was And you're just well- like, here's some cards this guy wants you to practice, wants to, wants to brew. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I was trying to have you play it, so it wasn't... My, well, you'll be happy up, to know, Marcus, in that game, I stalled Russ out to the point where he just gave up because we could have we could have played it out over four hours. That or we need to record an episode. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> and it, he ended up winning his event. We yeah. we altered some things. Nice. Because we talked about how he was struggling. Yeah. Anyway. So, so yeah, guess. his question is short and sweet. For episode 100, what do you guys think the 2019 rotation will be? No blind. Product. Everything blind all, all will box. be out. Yeah. All box yeah. campaign. Sets. I, I hope yeah, they specifically boxes. also name the Sons of Russ that has been rotated out just to piss off Jared. Oh to, just man, to, to I, that, that would be pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's like if, Russ, you have been excluded. If there is a Scarecrow <laughs> reprint in the Sons of Russ team box, you know I am going to be. You're going to buy like ten <laughs> of them for no apparent reason. You're going to buy ten of them for no. Just he's no going to frame them. Yeah. he's going to. He's going to be handing them out to new people as they walk in. <laughs> yeah. Here, you should play with this. Here, you should play with this. Pretty yeah. much did that with Scarecrow anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I loved when 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 um, when Skyler came back and we were in Russ's game room and he looks down and there's just a bag of Scarecrow dice. <laughs> <laughs> I have like a bag of like a hundred Scarecrow dice. He's like, what is this? <laughs> you know, he brings up a good point though. So if you're thinking about rotation next time, it... A year from now, it could be a, a different game where we're just playing events, you know, modern events with just box sets. And it kind of got me thinking that if they're going to keep this game alive um, for events, then it's like, you know, what type of things are they going to do to promote that? What, what kind of promos are they going to do to keep you'd have to a like, rotation you'd have viable? To like double you know how I mean? many promos you put out a year, too, at least. I mean, because they do like yeah. a monthly promo set, right? <laughs> well, what they generally do. They call it a monthly one, but they don't have, like, 12 per year. Right, right. You'd need to put out, like, two promo sets a month in order to really get I think people they, to I come think they could get by with this. one a month. Yeah. I want at something the, you'd have to have, like, at, a at minimum one a month. At the least, yeah. yeah. I at, want something that, other than the promos. But that wouldn't include if they continue to do competitive events like a Nationals, Worlds, and things like that. But I really what do you they want do. besides promos? Yeah, what like, do you like a crisp high like, five? Like, like what do you Matt's, want? <laughs> play Matt's, Matt's, or just give you little statues like the hero clicks. How about a sticker? Oh, no, I, want, I want I want the poker chips for poker as chips. The yeah, those poker are chips are cool. sick. Like they, they have special cool stuff that they could do they should outside give, of cards. They should hand out Hero Clicks product to Dice Masters players just take so off they the, could get into both games. Just take off the clicks and so you can have little statues with your cards. Oh, yeah. Have them just stand cool. up so your opponent can see. Like, I'm going to use, I have a juggernaut on my desk, Hero Clicks. I'm going to use my juggernaut card just so I can use this stage. Maybe they'll make, like, cool, instead of, like, alt art or foil, they'll make the 3D pop out so they, you know, Ooh. their cardboard that pops out. <laughs> like a storybook? Like, like oh, a storybook. Yeah. Yeah. Hold it and it pops yeah. out. Yeah. Jerry, there we could go. do it like Yu-Gi-Oh then. It's like, I summon Captain oh. America. Absolutely. <laughs> In attack mode. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Dope. But, but I do know that as we get rid of the blind 
Lime product, it might help Mike Plum so he doesn't have to bring his entire Dice Masters collection in his suitcase and he just can bring a handful yeah. of boxes. <laughs> well, yeah, you just bring the boxes now, right? I think he said they'll, he they'll wasn't make, doing that make, again this year. Yeah, so 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 uh, Mike last year at Origins, he t- he's we we're like, oh, so what did you bring? He's like, I brought all of it. I brought my entire Dice Masters collection. He's like, I filled my suitcase up with dice and like there were so many dice that he had to just throw them into his bag because he didn't have room for his storage Sounds containers. Like no no storage. surprise he uh, got stopped by airport security. <laughs> like, what is that? Yeah, that, that, that's what the lady's like. You're going to have to explain this. And then, and then the funny part is after that when we got back from Origins, every time I'd see him, hey Mike, How's that organization going? And it would go from it's it's still in the corner. I haven't even looked at it <laughs> to, to finally like I think a, a almost six months later. It's like I finally got it organized. I'm never doing that again. <laughs> it's like Alex storage system. Oh yeah, and you too. What dumb Ziploc bags, dude? Man, there's no better way. No, so there's only is, better ways. No, yeah. there's no better way. Yeah, if you want to see like the ultimate Dr. J being wrong, go back to our Dice Master Storage Solution episode, and you will hear why Alex and Dr. J are so wrong. Oh, they are the program. wrongest people. <laughs> of course, now half, like the last two sets are just sitting on my desk unorganized. <laughs> Throw them in a plastic bag, dude. Done. They're thrown in a box. And then, and then take a Sharpie and write on the bag what the set is. Done. Piece of cake. Uh, no, you don't, no, you're not going to have to worry no, about it anymore. No, moving on. We've got more, yep. more letters, right, don't right. we? Yeah, this, yeah, yeah. We this have is getting depressing. <laughs> yep. I know. I'm like, I, I, I can't relive this again. All right. So, for our last one is from, um, I think, one of, one of um, uh, definitely a fan of the show because she's quick in sharing our episodes when we yeah, post otherwise them. Otherwise, she wouldn't have wrote is. in. Yeah, so so this <laughs> so this one's this one's from Dice Dice Kitty. Did we get a letter from a non-fan? <laughs> yeah, uh, so Dear so wants to come. Burst, I hate your show. <laughs> I've never listened. <laughs> I'm like, well, uh, so and so wants to connect on LinkedIn. <laughs> All right, so this one's from Dice Dice Kitty, um, and she was like, I can't wait in term in, for episode 100. So my question is, do you think that WizKids will ever get their stuff together enough to show Dice Masters the love that it truly deserves? I feel like Dice Masters has become an afterthought thought to them, and that they are only doing the bare minimum to keep the community sated. For example, posting rules updates around WKO time, but practically ignoring it any other time. Can, can I be frank about this? No. I don't, I don't think <laughs> Can they, they give it the will? love it deserves? Because no one can. It deserves much more love than anyone can give. The, the, problem, oh, the problem is, like... They, they're not even coming close, man, though. And the, I don't know that the We, we don't close. know the logistics of what they go through. Could it be better? Yes. It but, absolutely but could be better. But is it still alive, and is it a great game? Yes. I, I think that one of the biggest selling points is one of the biggest things that will hold it back from getting that kind of attention, and that is... It's a dollar for a pack. It's made to be affordable. It's not going to, like, even if it's doing gangbusters, I don't know how much they will actually make a profit on it. So it's hard to say how much they would want to reinvest in it. Well, it's not know? that anymore. So maybe yeah, it will change. $35 a box. Yeah. Maybe it will change, but at the same time, they've also said that those boxes are geared more towards casual players. So it's hard to see them supporting the. Yeah. Larger you, you need I mean, you need money to make it really good, exactly. and, and they've even admitted they're a smaller company. They don't have a lot of the resources, so maybe we're getting kind of what we we should expect with a smaller company. Will they grow eventually and make it a better product? Maybe. Yeah, it, it would be really nice if uh, the the time that and the money that we've all invested, you know, if that was returned, like she mentioned. With more consistent rules updates, uh, the the rules form being more active and more uh, uh, less, it's seeming like less of a like labyrinth. I, like I've I've often referred to, yeah, just pitch it into the ether, see if see if you get anything back when you've mm-hmm. got a question, because that's often how it feels. It would be really nice to get more consistency out of that, but I think that all of that, all of the complaints that we've ever had. The inconsistent release dates, the uh, frequent delays, all of that stuff, I think, is all a symptom of it's kind of a low money game. And but it's not. 
I mean, it is, but at the same time, if you compare how much we spend on Dice Masters compared to what some people spend spend on Magic, I don't think the gap is that big. I mean, I think the gap is big, but a lot of that is because there's so many more people playing Magic. Oh, no. I I just mean like like the individual player. So, like the individual player playing Magic, you know, when the new set comes out and they, 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 they buy a bunch of packs. We probably spend about the same buying a bunch of packs of Dice Masters as they do. I mean, yeah, it's a dollar, but you're getting two two dice and two cards, which is a fourth of a team. Like, it's not even enough to play with. Magic, you're getting 12 cards. And so I feel like you're getting more in those packs of Magic that you're buying. Eventually, you're going to have to... You have to buy enough Dice Masters packs to equal what comes in a Magic pack. So I don't think... The, no, the, at, the the cost is very different between. Players. I agree that at our level, for us, it's very comparable. Yeah. Um, Dice the problem, are the cheaper problem than is, my Kickstarter budget. The problem <laughs> is the the numbers. I mean, it's still like you've got to think about not the cost that we pay, but the revenue that they make. The total revenue yeah. from everything, right? Well, Here's, I mean, the the revenue, yeah, the the total Dice Masters revenue. And how much of that um, resource, like how how strong of a generator that is for them? And I still think they might generate what, more than magic. so. That's I don't what know. that's I what seriously I guess, doubt it. But this is also not their main game, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. No, what absolutely. frustrates me though is I agree with you, Ken. Except for this is such a unique game that I feel like they're not tapping into the potential they have. They want to. It seems like they want to be. A board game company, they seem to be drifting more towards that, which is fine. And it seems like no matter how much we dislike it, they want it to be a kitchen top, right? Like a kitchen, a kitchen table. table. They, they have game, kind of implied which, that they want it to be a more casual game. You know, the, which I get. Well, but I don't, I don't think it's such a unique game. It's so much different than anything else. And I think that's where their market needs to be because the... Right now, the industry is flooded with board game and board game companies. This Dice Masters to me is a unique, a unique animal. It appeals to non gamers. It appeals to comic book fans. It it pulls people into the hobby. It's just a a definitely a different animal. Whereas fighting for board game money, I think is is going, which. They do okay with. I'm not saying that they don't, but to me, if I'm a board game company and I look at at data, I'm probably looking at that that margin or that that area where I'm going to be unique. So I look at it from the business side, and I trust what they're doing, but it is frustrating at times. That that like whole possibility that'll you know. Tune in for episode 150 when we're sitting here going, well, the box experiment either worked or didn't. And you I know? feel like I it mean, is going to work kind of just a something bit. that I mean, I, I will say this is yet to be seen. We've been here for two years, and it seems like every three months, there's at least 25 percent of the the players that are like the game's dying, and it kind of evolves. It kind of goes and. Yeah, and, and I and to to give you a little bit of background, so if you guys haven't heard about Dice Dice Kitty, she, first of all, you could go like her Facebook page. Um, she has awesome stuff. But she it, she runs both Dice Masters and HeroClix and is a store owner, so she has a unique uh, um, position where she can actually see how how it is for HeroClix and compare it to how it's for Dice Masters, which is one company. And then she also knows the impact of running a store and trying to get these events and stuff. Um, so I, I think that's why you kind of hear it in her message where she's... Yeah, she's a really yeah. passionate yeah, voice she's, in the community. She's definitely passionate about that um, and, and how all of that worked together. So it, it, it'd be interesting to see where we're going to be in, in a year. She has an awesome My Little Pony set. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that thing was so cool. <laughs> um, so those are all the letters. So first of all, big thanks to everybody who sent in a letter or sent in an audio clip and stuff. And keep sending those in. You can always email us, doubleburst at ktdata.net, or leave it on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash doubleburst. Um, and I also wanted to give a special shout out to all the people who have actually subbed for our twitch.tv channel. Um, you 
I don't do a lot of Dice Masters on that channel, but I can guarantee you any of that money really goes back into the hosting and the equipment and everything for this show. So big shout out to Jigsaw HC, Mingle Dude, The Fritz, Night 20, even though that's Drew, and um, Seinrix underscore UT. You guys are all awesome. Um, and if you guys have an Amazon Prime account and you haven't linked it to your Twitch Prime account, do it and you get actually a free sub that you can sub for every month. So if you head on over to twitch.tv forward slash KT data, you can send that free sub. And in addition to that, you get a whole bunch of free games too. So if you're a video gamer, there's a whole bunch of extra stuff that you can actually get with that Twitch prime account. Um, and of course I want to thank all of you guys here. Like seriously, um, I am so glad when I asked all you guys to start the show, you guys said yes. Um, because I was like, well, if no one says anything, I don't think I can do this show. But thank you guys, and thank you guys for sticking for 100 episodes, and should we aim for another 100? Yeah. At hey, and if anyone out. wants to brew non-Dice Master stuff, I'm always up to brew about Like other beer? Beer? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get together with Russ and brew some Yu-Gi-Oh, man. I don't know Yu-Gi-Oh, but board games. Let's talk I was, board games. I was, I was play, I've been playing Yu-Gi-Oh recently, and I was like, Russ would like, he would go crazy brewing this game. Get, get Russ to brew some Hearthstone. Uh, I oh. one last, you know, Kevin. Also, thank you for always lugging around all this equipment and hosting it on your website and all of the back end stuff that you do. Yeah, we should get a studio, Kevin. It'd probably be easier. Than Who knows if we'd around. still be playing this game without Kevin? If one of our listeners I out think there is we just all a, know a millionaire we and has some money. Like we <laughs> We'd love to be able to build a studio. So just send us fifty thousand yeah. dollars or whatever, and we'll <laughs> we'll put one up. Yeah, we'll, we'll make it work. I will quit my day job <laughs> and I nice dedicate it just to making content for you guys. All right, guys, thank you so much, and I will see you guys for episode one hundred and one. And that's it for this episode of the Double Verse Podcast. We would love to hear from you guys. What do you guys think about that Iron Fist? And how has the game changed for you in the past two years? Shoot us an email, doubleburst at ktdata.net, or leave it on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash doubleburst. Check out doubleburst.com for past episodes, places to subscribe so you automatically get the episodes, and cool player resources. If you guys are looking for a way to help support the show and help us make another 100 episodes, head on over to twitch.tv forward slash ktdata and use your free Amazon Prime Twitch Prime subscription for the channel. All the money goes back to helping us make more episodes. Big thanks to everybody who listens to the show. Like I said earlier in the show, I totally appreciate everybody, um, especially you you guys who listen from episode one all the way to episode 100. Um, and until next time, my friends, may your dice rolls be ever in your favor.